and welcome to Molly Movie Club. I'm Anna Rutberg. And I'm Casey Muratori. And our movie this week is Vertigo, uh, directed by Alfred Hitchcock. Yes. Adapted uh, from a novel? Yeah, uh, yeah. I guess as a lot of these were. I believe Sideshow was also adapted from okay. a novel. It seems like yeah. this was in an era where Alfred Hitchcock adapted things from novels. This was my first time ever seeing Vertigo. It was and, my second time. Okay. And um, I thought it was kind of a mess. <laughs> yeah, it's a real treat of a film. Uh, this is one of the first things I saw by Alfred Hitchcock. I talked about when we watched... Uh, Psycho, mm-hmm. that I'd never seen uh, Psycho or Psycho. Mm-hmm. And I'd seen maybe four or five mm-hmm. Hitchcock films on Netflix. Mm-hmm. This was one of them okay. that I'd seen back, you know, 10 years ago or so, a long okay, time yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so this is mostly what I thought of Hitchcock is this kind of movie because actually most of his movies are like this movie. They're yeah, I a mess. Actually, I, I actually think Psycho's way better than It's much this. better. I like Psycho. I actually like Psycho. I did not like this movie. I did not like Psycho, but it is definitely better than this. It's more coherent. Yeah. The story makes a little more sense. I like, think the, you know, there's more movie, interesting characters in it. The For me, the, the big issue with this movie too was like, first of all, I think the casting was of Jimmy Stewart was completely wrong. It's hard to find a casting where he's completely right, but all right. Fair. But uh, for me, this movie, it felt like it had this big problem throughout of unintentionally coming off one way when it was intentionally trying to feel another way. Where it's like... Yeah, maybe. I think it's a lot of this movie is really hard to buy. It's really hard to buy, particularly like the romance aspects of it, um, which is kind of important to the plot. Like the plot kind of hinges on yeah, this sort of this lady like actually falling in love with him, right? Like that's like kind of an important part of the plot. And vice versa. Yes. And it it the entire romance just comes across extremely creepy and uncomfortable the entire yes. time. And there's part of me that's like, "Oh, maybe that's intentional cuz you know, you could imagine wanting it to feel like really unsettling." But I don't think that's the intention. Like, the music is swelling and romantic and the the dramatic kissing against the waves. Like, it's supposed to be romantic. I agree. And it comes across as extremely creepy. And I think part of it is the casting of Jimmy Stewart. He's like an old grandpa. Only only a very small part of it, though, I feel like, because even if you imagined that that wasn't there, the sequence of events that occurs is, is I would say, inherently creepy. He basically stalks her. And then he takes her back well, to his he house. Well, he doesn't basically stalk her. He literally stalks he literally her. He stalks is literally her. paid to stalk he her. He stalks her. He takes her back to his house and undresses her. No explanation of for this, like, by the way. Yeah, like, why like, would he not have done like, that? Why there's not a he... fight about it. There's nothing, right? Which yeah, sort of makes sense because it, it's planned, but, you know. But also, her reaction. Like, no woman is going to be like, this creepy dude undressed me and took me to his house, and I'm going to fall in love with him. Like, that's just so weird. And I know that, like, romances often ride this line, right? I mean, like, there's this thing with romances where sometimes things that, like, stalking. Like, Twilight's probably a good example, right? Right. Like, a lot of the stuff that happens in Twilight is kind of creepy, but it actually, for whatever reason, falls on the other side of that for most readers. Like, most people actually find it weirdly kind of romantic, even though if you, like, step back, you're like, that's creepy. So, like... I have a theory about that. Okay. Here's my theory. Okay. About that. So I do think that people who are prudish 
uh, or overly politically correct or something about these sorts of things, I miss the point because, as you say, there can be people who find very what things that we might find very disturbing attractive. That's a thing that can happen. But my theory is that you buy that, or at least other people uh, might buy that, when the person who made the story is actually one of those people and gets the details that make that yeah. attractive correct. That's so probably true. So I don't true. think that stalking is attractive in the abstract. Right. I think there's a specific type of person or a specific mindset or a specific set of things that can occur that makes that a romantic yeah. situation for yeah. certain people. And you can't just... You can't just omit all that mm-hmm. and just say, well, there was some stalking and some people like that sort of thing, so here we go. It yeah. doesn't really work. Yeah. And so I think what you know, what I would say about watching this film versus a film that maybe could sell that more right. is I don't think anyone involved in this picture had any idea of how stalking is ever going to actually lead to one of these fairly disturbing but perhaps realistic romance Correct. Yeah. situations. Yeah. Totally believe it could happen. I don't believe it can happen uh, yeah, like this. That's exactly like I kept having that basically that exact thought throughout this movie where yeah. it's like I'm like, I can sort of see the version of this where this might work. It is not, not happening movie. here. Exactly. But like and that was that was again and again and again. And I was like part of my reason I thought casting, hmm. I'm like, if this was like a really handsome guy, already it switches a little bit. Where she might be like, ooh, look at this like really hot guy who's rescued me. Like I, that's right, why I right. said the casting because right. it's like Jimmy Stewart literally looks like a grandpa. Like yeah. nobody is well gonna... in Twilight they did cast somebody very and attractive. It makes a right? huge difference. Robert Pattinson We're, or whatever. I think yeah. it does make it. It does make a difference. It, it for some reason it flips from being like predatory to like ooh, <laughs> like you know. And and um, I don't think that's enough to have made the creepiness go away. But the fact that it was Jimmy Stewart made it like extra creepy. And I think again, it's probably entirely possible to make a movie where Jimmy Stewart stalks a 26-year-old and somehow it ends up hot. The problem is you have to probably be someone, like the writers, possibly even the director, Mm -hmm. has to be someone who knows how that would actually happen. Yeah, yeah. You can't just tell me that I'm supposed to believe it and then believe it. Like, you got to show me aspects of these people's characters that really, like, that click. You have to explain that maybe this person is predisposed to a father figure being attractive to her. You have to give me more to work with so that I believe that this thing that is fairly idiosyncratic, what you're showing me, Mm -hmm. is actually a plausible outcome here. And then I can buy it. But in this, um, I would just say, yeah, like... I also would point out the fact that the way they chose to do this is they really cared a lot about focusing on like the mystery elements. Mm-hmm. And as a result, even though there was no reason they couldn't have, they chose not to demystify the woman. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And in so doing, it means you can't have any of that information. You can't have scenes that establish why she might fall in love with an older man, mm-hmm. uh, much older man, mm-hmm. um, why she might find this kind of like stalking attempt. But not only is he an right? older you, man, he's like a not that attractive older man. I mean, maybe at the time, yeah, I do kind I mean, of wonder if some uh, of this is like, yeah, at the time would have hit different too because Jimmy Stewart might have actually, was probably That's considered like maybe, pretty attractive at the time know. because like some of this stuff hits different, I'm guessing, uh, in the yeah. 60s or 50s, late 50s, right? So I don't know. But yeah, he's not Tom Cruise. 
He's not uh, he, right. He's not George Clooney. There you go. George Clooney is a great example. He's not it's George like... Clooney. He's not an older gentleman who people find attractive, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, but anyway, mm-hmm. maybe he was at the time. I don't know. Point being, it's just sloppy because even like relying on, I would prefer that you didn't rely on that to sell it mm-hmm. either. Like, I'm not as interested in, and they do that for the the girl to a certain amount too. It's just like, why is he interested? Well, because she's good looking, and that's it, which is fine. But again, it's like not that interesting. It's well, very durable. And then the other right? thing is, so in the second part of the movie, because this movie really splits itself into like two sections, I would say, kind of like Psycho in a way where something kind of happens yeah. at what almost the midpoint and like the movie kind of shifts a little right. bit what it is. But like the second part with the girl is like ex- super creepy and I think is maybe supposed to be, but it it just, the problem is it doesn't make her behavior, her actions don't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense why this woman would do would be doing any of this stuff, right? Like it's very weird. My brain was so confused <laughs> about why anything was happening the way it was. Well, most of the things in the movie are actually somewhat confusing because, you know, the, there's... I mean, I'm not sure where you begin, but in general, the idea is that this woman is basically, you know, is supposed to be leading Jimmy Stewart to do a bunch of things so that the mystery can happen. And so a lot of the things like you were talking about, like her ending up back at his uh, apartment, I guess, because another interesting thing about this movie is they take time to establish where Jimmy Stewart usually hangs out, and it's not that place. So the first time we yeah. see that place, I didn't even know where they were. I was like, are they back at the hotel? I'm like, no, that was kind of more gaudy looking. Like, where is he? And like, oh, his, it's his he, place? He's always at his friends. He always goes to his, I guess. his female friend, yeah. the, the painter. Which the, is all we've seen. So yeah. we don't know where he lives. Like, they never showed us him there. It's very strange, but point being... It's weird, yeah. During that scene, we're supposed to believe you know, after the fact that she did all this deliberately, which means she's not, conf- she's not actually, she wasn't actually drowning. She's not actually confused about where she is. And she, but she's asleep in the bedroom for some reason. And I, it's just, the whole thing <laughs> is hard to put together. You're like, what happened? And they always add insult to injury because then they're like, oh, I got your car. It's outside. Like he- how, how is her car outside? I guess he drove it back. How? It, it, where's his car? Yeah, his car is it's still there, I guess, still at the... Did he, so does he walk down there? We did a scene we don't see. He goes, walks back all the way down to Golden Gate Park yeah. to get his car? Yeah, no, I presume... <laughs> right? So yeah. there's all these weird things, and it's it's not like the movie elides it. There's a conversation about where her car is. So it's like they draw attention to the fact that I'm confused about where the freaking cars are, <laughs> right? Um, there's another great one of those that comes up later. I'll wait till we get to the ending because oh, okay. sweet baby Jesus. But uh, yeah, so it's the movie in general uh, just has all these problems. But suffice to say, let's point out some surface level issues, I think, with that part first. Mm-hmm. Let's suppose you bought the romance. Right. Because sure. you think Jimmy Stewart's hot. You've always had a thing for Jimmy Stewart. You're just like, this is great, or whatever, right? <laughs> and you you don't mind the stalking and you don't mind the fact that how did the car go for like you're just like, who you cares? Buy, you're just fine with it. You're like, it's I'm whatever buying it's it. happening. It's, it's fine. Right? Okay. What I want to know is who thought that it was interesting to watch like 25 minutes of Jimmy Stewart just sort of walking behind someone. 
Yeah. Because it's literally, it's not like, oh, we show a, a quick montage to establish the fact that he follows her around the city. It's like, no, I would like you to know every single footstep that Jimmy, like, down to, like, I followed her into an alley, and then I got out of the car, and I went down this, mm-hmm. like, back thing, and then I opened a door, and I looked into a flower show at shop, and she bought some flowers, and then I hustled back to my car, and I waited for her to get back in. I don't need to know that well, yeah. people open their car door before they get in. Like, the level of detail that's going on in these scenes yeah. is as if it matters. None of it matters. No, none of it matters. And it's like, it's it makes the movie so long. Like, the movie is way longer than it needs to be. It's at least 30 minutes longer than yeah, it needed and, to be, yes. And it's, it's because of stuff like that, yeah. which is just totally unnecessary and is it's boring. Like, I thought Psycho did a nice job of building up tension and suspense with stuff like that, right? Because it didn't overdo it. Um, well, tomato, I, I don't, tomato. I don't think anyway. it did. But this movie, I think the problem is there's no payoff for it in the way that there is with Psycho. Like The, the movie thinks there's a payoff yeah. because they're like, oh, the bouquet and oh, the jewelry. And you're like, but it wasn't really. A, it didn't. It, it's yeah. not 30 minutes of watching yeah. that payoff. Yeah. No, totally. Um, and it's just, it's like, there's honestly like very little positive I have to say about this movie. There's one thing I liked. Oh, and what was that? I liked the surreal like vertigo scene. I loved that. Oh, you mean the one where the, he's like psych- looking at the, the psychedelic ceiling? like surreal. Okay. Yeah, I love that. I love when it cuts and it's like he's looking and the the woman from the portraits there and like looks up and the and then everything goes crazy it does like the madman you know with the thing where madmen got the falling right, thing right, from right. like and the the crazy colors in his head against it i love that i was like this is really i mean okay. it was charming and like kind of silly but like i loved it i really did i was like this is great um but it's like a you know 30 second part of the movie um i thought that was like i didn't like that either really? but, I yeah. liked it. I, but i don't begrudge I, someone I for I it i think it's just because it was like it was creative and charming and like different and weird and in yeah. this fun way okay um where i was like if this were somehow like more in the movie i would be i would be probably more on board with it um well I it's think... like if you if you really committed to like no this guy's kind of like crazy because like the vertigo aspect of the movie is like very irrelevant like the the fact that this guy has this problem I mean, it's it's like it plays into this like one key moment, I yeah. guess. But I feel like since you're having so much of this stuff coming across as like unsettling and creepy unintentionally, but it's like if instead the movie had like actually leaned into that feeling and really played up the the mental sort of state of this guy, maybe that would have been interesting. But it, it basically ignores the fact that this guy has this vertigo problem. Well, and my other complaint with the vertigo problem. So uh, this is kind of a broader complaint of the movie. So it's got this psychedelic sequence in it, like you said. Yeah. And there's like kind of this, uh, if you wanted to try and extract a theme from it, there are some interesting things that happen that you could have imagined making a good movie with, like the fact that somebody wants to try to make another person look like someone that they're still in love with is an interesting concept. Yes. One of the biggest problems I have with this movie at the outset, just in terms of what it is doing, Mm -hmm. is that it is way too freaking literal. So the fact that we literally see this guy like hanging from a gutter Mm -hmm. and that is how he gets his vertigo is 
is bad for this kind of movie. It should have been like he's always had vertigo. Like that's just part of his, Mm -hmm. he's scared of heights as a person. Because it makes this start to become more metaphorical, more interesting. Mm -hmm. Instead of it so literal, why do you have vertigo? Because this cop fell off a roof when you, like, it's just, it's over explaining things. And then it it boxes itself in. So you, it, it makes sure you can't even interpret this movie in an interesting way because it it over explains every yeah, little yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. I think Hitchcock has this problem a lot. Yes. In fact, this movie has a scene where the woman writes a letter yes. explaining the entire right. twist to you. Just in case you didn't just know. Just in case you didn't know. And it's like it's such it's so dumb because at the end of the movie he kind of he's a detective. He figures it out. Yeah. Like if you just cut the scene out where she writes the letter, then at least you're like unsure a little bit about what's actually like is that actually her you don't quite know and then at the end when he reveals it it's like oh okay like but it would be more interesting yeah it would be better it would be a lot better but instead for some reason he has her like explicitly just say the twist it's it's so weird it's such a weird choice it's a bad choice i feel like most of these hitchcock movies are just very condescending that way it's like he assumes that the audience literally will have no idea what's going on he does maybe he's right but for people like me who like to pay attention to movies it just is so monotonous because you're like yeah i get it alfred like i i don't need you to literally show a zoom in on her hair bun then a zoom out and a zoom in onto the painting onto the hair bun on the painting (laughs) i get it she looks like the painting she did her hair the way like it's not that's not a five minute shot right okay right right like it's so over the top it's ridiculous yeah, and they keep is. doing it the necklace zoom is the same way yeah, yeah. it's like they go on forever <laughs> yeah yeah no it's it's there's a condescension to to this kind of and I, a performance I, to it look at yeah. me and my clever thing that's happening and you're like okay yeah, well, it's and not that a, clever and you can see even in the direction there's like Everything feels so heavy-handed in these movies. And I know some of it, you know, some of the acting stuff is just the style of the time and all that. But I can, you can feel the direction in it. You can feel the, like, heavy-handedness of using these actors not really as, like, characters, but as, like, hammers, you know? (laughs) And it ruins any sleight of hand. Uh, If I had to think of one thing I liked about this movie is there's, I want to say that, I think it's a Magritte painting. There's a Magritte Mm -hmm. painting that's, like, a bunch of trees and there's a horse that's riding in the tree. Well, it's actually standing in the tree. I don't know if it's actually riding. And he's painted it so that instead of the trees and the horse being in the scene correctly, mm-hmm. the horse is like randomly in front of trees and behind empty space and stuff. So mm-hmm, you look mm-hmm. at it and it's just like weirdly mm-hmm. striped. It's a very good painting idea. The painting itself is not fabulous but the idea was very interesting Mm -hmm. and there's basically the scene that does that kind of thing sort of with the trees in it looks like she's going to walk by these redwoods and she doesn't come out the other side and whatever right yes and that'd be really interesting in a movie that invited you to make more uh artistic leaps with your interpretation of it but it's like this movie is so insistent on being literal she's just well she was just behind the tree yeah, yeah. Like, like it, it refuses to ever actually indulge in any of that sort of next level uh, of 
uh, of thinking yeah. that's going to invite you to to start looking at it differently. It's like no, mm-hmm. always look at it as it is. Yeah. And you're just like, why? Like yeah. it's just like yeah. I can't get anywhere on this film that way because there's not it's not good as a pop boiler. It's so weird because like while he is so heavy-handed and hitting you over the head with like you need to think this specific thing, he also so misses the mark on how you're actually interpreting a lot of events. So yeah. it's this it's this weird it's a really weird feeling watching this movie. It's like I'm reading this as creepy, but the movie's pretty heavy-handedly telling me that it's, it's romantic. Not, yeah. And so I'm like confused. You yeah. know, it's a very strange experience to watch this movie. I also found so uh, I'll maybe segue there to the screenwriting is just bizarre. Mm-hmm. Like the lines of dialogue, sometimes they're just kind of mundane. And other times they're like, so I wrote one down here because it was so weird. Mm -hmm. He follows her to her car. She's going to drive away. And uh, he's trying to basically say, like, let's go out. Like, let's go out together or whatever. Mm -hmm. And she basically says, she says something very close to only one is a wanderer. Two are always going somewhere. This is an extremely yeah. philosophical statement, yeah. like just out of the blue, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I don't think it's a good line of dialogue because these characters haven't really been talking that way. But let's suppose that you were going to indulge in that kind of a thing. Sure. You would assume that the follow up to that would be something philosophical. Jimmy Stewart just says, I don't think that's true. <laughs> that's all he said. <laughs> Right? It's like you imagine some, like, you went to Shakespeare in the park, and they're like, you know, uh, you know, alas, poor York, only one is a wanderer, two are always going somewhere. And then the other character goes like, well, that doesn't sound right. You know, she's like, what is happening? It's very weird. So that was super strange. I didn't understand where that was coming from. And and it was odd. It, it like literally went into philosophy for one line only mm-hmm. and didn't even want to follow it up. They're like, well, I got nothing after that. That shot my load on the wanderer part. So uh, I just don't think that's true. It's like, all right. so weird. So that was weird. This movie is so weird. Very, very weird. Uh, there was also just like, I don't know if this is Hitchcock's fault or the restorer's fault, but there were some scenes that like there was like a scene in her apartment. Mm-hmm. Where she just looked like She-Hulk attorney at law. Like it's lit by this green neon sign mm. out the window. And the green lighting is so garish. And it's the only light. What's she li- literally looks like She-Hulk. I don't remember the scene. I don't remember I don't remember that. So. I mean, there, obviously it didn't stand out to me as being weird. Because I don't remember it. So there's a scene where uh, Jimmy Stewart is looking at her. They're in her apartment. And it's is this nighttime. In the, this is the second half of the movie. It's where the second half of the yeah, movie. Okay. Uh, well, that's the only time they're ever in her apartment. That's true. That's true. It's like in, yeah. Uh, and there's this big neon sign, the thing that says, I think it was Empire Hotel mm-hmm. or something like that. There's a sign that says Empire out the window. It's, it's green neon. And presumably you remember the shot that's actually not terrible where he's looking at her and she's silhouetted. Mm-hmm. It's like a green backdrop. Mm-hmm. They then shoot from face on to her, basically. Like she's kind of face of the camera and the window is to your left. And she is bright green. She looks like Gamora. 
<laughs> she's bright green, dude. Well, they, yeah, it I is mean, nuts. They green, not good. They do green. I mean, she's green is the, her color, right? Throughout the movie, it's everything is green with her. Her not dress, a face. her dress, her car, her uh, like the weird effect when she finally dyes her hair and then like puts it back in the bathroom and comes out and there's like a green, like a weird green, like the over, ghost gauze. Yeah. yeah, like, like okay, she's green. We associate green with her. Like it's we get green. it. But it's also just like, what is it for? Like what? I mean, she wears I think, a gray suit for most of it, so I don't know if I agree with you that her dress is not green. And the first time you see her in the uh, in the, whatever that restaurant is, yeah, like once. Yeah, but the rest of the time, she's driving the green car. Um, they're always associating green with her throughout. Like green is, yeah. she's often associated with green. I feel like you know, the visuals for this movie are not. They weren't horrible. They're, they're not terrible. There's some nice shots. I really like the shot of. Uh, the two cars like driving along the water and then it it's like uncut i think and then it kind of pans around and then the big shot of the golden gate bridge like it, it's nicely framed at, you know there I, and there were some shots of san francisco i guess is that where it is yeah, that yeah. was nice yeah. yeah no it's it's golden it, gate bridge right so i mean yeah, so, yeah. yeah um it's a nice look, looking movie in that way i think I, I i think there's some there are some striking like shots some well composed shots but in general it's it's not so particularly amazing. I would I would complain. I would re up my complaint from Sideshow that I had, mm-hmm. which is like kind of like a backhanded compliment in a way. Okay. Which is as I said in Psycho, I thought there were some interesting camera angles. I didn't think they often were actually working with the story though. Mm-hmm. So like we'd see things from above mm-hmm. because it was a cool shot, but there's no reason that didn't enhance any particular feeling right. about that scene a right. lot of times. And sometimes there were good cameras in, in Sideshow, but not not that many, I didn't think. In this movie, same thing. So like there's there's a very interesting, fairly uh, I'm not sure how they got it really. It must mm-hmm. have been a crane shot or something. I don't know what they did. But maybe there was another tower in that area. The <clears throat> The shot where you're looking down, where you can see the dead body has fallen, mm-hmm. and you can see Jimmy Stewart come out the thing. Yes, yeah. Um, again, very creative shots. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's maybe if you really wanted to go to bat for for Alfred, you could say that it's important because you're trying to underscore the fact that he doesn't see the body for sake of the mystery. Yeah. But in terms of making this movie actually work, we are literally miles away from our main character when he's having a psychotic breakdown. It's the least emotionally conveying shot you could possibly imagine for one of the most yeah. important parts of the movie. Well, and also his decision, he leaves, right? Apparently, yeah. right? He we don't leaves, even know. He leaves without, I mean, someone he loves just jumped and fell and he doesn't even go to try to find the body. Like, that doesn't make any sense. And But if you showed, oh yeah, he's like, Psychotic, He's having like yeah. a psychotic breakdown. His vertigo is like taking over. Then it, it's you totally buy it, right? But it's like exactly. yeah. So there's a distance to it, which I agree. It's like it doesn't. So I help. feel like <laughs> Hitchcock picks these camera angles because he thinks they're going to look good, but it's bad for the movie. Yeah. You know, um, and so that's to me is not is not a talented thing. That's that's a mistake. That yeah. wasn't a, that should not be commended. It makes the movie worse. So that you can show off your weird shot that you had an idea for. Yeah. By all means, if you can figure out a way to do a cool angle, but that works and and well, shows what you should show, but this is not that. There's no reason you couldn't have done that shot and also had some close-ups beforehand of him, like, coming down the stairs and having, like, this psychotic break. Then you show that shot of him coming out the door outside, right? Like it, Or something, yeah. It's not, it, it, there's no reason you couldn't 
have used that shot. It's just like... It can't be the shot that goes there, but it could be a shot yeah, somewhere else yeah. or something. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, he just... It, it's so it's so weird. I'd love to know more about, like, what do people like about Hitchcock? Yeah, I don't like, know. I don't really get it. Like, I can I see that there's probably a little historical significance. Um, and honestly, with Psycho, I see more of why. Like, I... I Psycho yeah, is yeah. is more memorable and has Norman Bates and the Bates house where this movie totally misses the mark with like what it's actually conveying versus what it's trying to. Psycho works, right? It's like trying to convey certain feelings and it does that. Yeah, I would say that Psycho is more understandable as something you might look back on and, you know, this was famous for some reason. Mm-hmm. I still struggle a little bit to get there. Mm-hmm. Uh like unlike things like Citizen Kane, like I've said before, where you kind of go back and you're like, oh, okay, I see why this mm-hmm. was really important mm-hmm. and why people really liked it or yeah. thought it was you know, right. important. This movie, I have no idea why anyone would have liked it at the time, and I have even less idea of why anyone thinks it's important now. It's just bad, and everything about it is bad as far as I can tell. Yeah, I, so I don't know. I really yeah. don't. And I, you know, I am much more gentle about movies than yeah. you are generally, and I think this is pretty bad. Uh, it misses the mark, like, a lot. <laughs> so uh, let's talk about some things maybe with the ending here. Uh, sure. Well, actually, I want to talk about one thing briefly, which is I, I would say where the movie is at perhaps its most incompetent. Like, okay. just just rank incompetence, in my opinion. Yeah. So Jimmy Stewart is catatonic. Mm-hmm. He's not speaking, mm-hmm. uh, and he's in like a recovery, like <laughs> yeah, a mental institution. Yeah, yeah, right. It's not like I'm in a straitjacket. He appears to be there somewhat voluntarily, meaning mm-hmm. he's just kind of sitting there. No one's restraining him. Mm-hmm. It's not locked doors. It's more like a hospital. Mm-hmm. But he is completely non-functional. Yes, and his friend mm-hmm. from you know, who maybe still sort of has a crush on him, I guess, because there's a whole thing where she makes the painting. Mm-hmm of for him and he doesn't like it and then she thinks she is hard on herself for this and whatever who cares but she's there and she goes to talk to the doctor mm-hmm. and says some stupid lines about how he's still in love with the lady mm-hmm. she then turns walks out the door and it's literally like the only thing missing from this 30 second shot of her walking down a hallway is like the Charlie Brown theme. It's like ding 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 ding. She takes an hour to walk down this hallway, right? It is eternal. Someone really thought this shot was great. It then cuts and Jimmy Stewart is fine. Yes, I was I was so what confused. What is happening? Dude, I was so confused. So it 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 cuts to, if I remember correctly, a scene where he sees the car and yes. he approaches the car and it's an old lady. At first I thought, when did he I, get thought out of rehab? I thought I literally thought it was in his head. I thought he was like hallucinating yes. it. And then it took me like a few scenes to realize, oh no, this is actually just happening. It was so weird. It was it was just absolutely amateur hour. Yeah. Like it was terrible. You would like Anybody who watched that, I would argue, would just cut that scene of him in the thing because the movie makes way more sense if you just don't have that scene, Mm -hmm. right? Because you already had the trial 
So you know, like, it's afterward, and he's really upset yeah. and all this stuff. So then you're like, oh, he's catatonic, and oh, by the way, he just isn't later. Happy birthday, yeah, right? And you're yeah. just like, what's going on in this movie? Like, and you just spend all this time with this lady slowly walking out of the character we never see again. I know, and it's it's so funny, too, because it's like, she starts the movie with him, the two of them in the <laughs> scene together, and like, they're, those are probably the most interesting scenes they of are, the movie. She's the most interesting character yeah, she is. in this movie, Yes, and, and then she just disappears. And their, rela- their dynamic, their relationship yes. is the most interesting. It is. And it's just completely forgotten about. It's This movie is so weird. It's really weird. So now, you know, maybe we should move on to the end. Sure, yeah. Because the end of the movie... So the end of the movie... Well, I shouldn't say the end of the movie. What I mean to say is, let's talk about the supposed mystery that occurs in this thing. Sure. Which is utter garbage, <laughs> in my opinion. It's it's like utter freaking yeah, my fir- garbage. Because at first you're like, okay, and then you're like, wait a minute. So he has a real wife. In the he country. wants to kill his real wife. For some reason. So he hires this lady to pretend to be his wife. Or she or convinces out- convince maybe there was an implication that they might be like uh, boyfriend and girlfriend, like it's his mistress for temporarily. Sure, but so but who knows? Hires or convinces. But he's out in public. With this woman, right. where other people can see, presumably other people would know what his actual wife looks Apparently like. Apparently not, we're told. That, that she looks like enough like her. That okay. They don't, right, yeah. Okay. Right, no, yeah. It's sure. ludicrous. Yeah. It's like, what? Yeah. <laughs> and then Jimmy Stewart, like, happens to see this woman again, like, on the street, oh, just yeah. randomly. Yeah. Happens to see her. Happens to. What? It's yeah. So, uh, so all of those things are are totally silly. Mm-hmm. I mean, they are. It's true. But as is the fact that it's like, all right, I've got to kill my wife. Yeah. And then you're like, well, the most obvious plan <laughs> is I noticed there was a newspaper article about some guy I used to know having vertigo. So let me plan Perfect. the whole murder <laughs> yeah. around his vertigo. And you're like, okay. <laughs> But anyway, let's suppose that that somehow all of this is sure. somehow believable, which sure. it's not really. But like so far, we haven't said anything that's like literally impossible. Yeah, I mean, you could you could just maybe you're just like, yeah, this is fine. I mean, I to some extent, I think if this was well executed, I could have bought it. You know what I mean? I'm like, yeah, I could buy it if if yeah. you sold me on all the other stuff. But now allow me to explain why yeah. this literally is impossible. Okay. Like the thing that they set up is is not just implausible, but actually cannot occur. Okay. So this is in an era before cell phones. Yes. Right? hmm Jimmy Stewart and the lady are together all the time doing stuff. hmm He's following her. Well, I mean, he's walking around with her at places. They're at the seashore kissing mm-hmm. and all stuff. We see the scene... We are literally watching the scene where they are out and he's like, let's drive down to the place. And they do. They get in a car and they drive down. And it's his idea. It's his idea. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Now, in order for this plan to work, by the time those two arrive at Rancho (laughs) Bravo or wherever the hell this thing is supposed to take place, the husband has to have the wife up in the tower. Yes. 
How did he know they were going? Right. It's like if the woman had been like, hey, I want to go to. Exactly. She looks at her watch. You know, like, I, right. I want to go. But she has to say, let's go tomorrow. She she there had to be a scene where she was like, let's go. And it can't even be she made a quick phone call. Mm-hmm. We know his life lives out in the country. He's got to go there, get her, take her in a car up to this weird place a hundred miles out of town, right? Because mm-hmm. the husband is back in San Francisco. So he's got to go get her, right, right. So bring they, her to the thing, and get her up to the tower without anyone they seeing. Right, they would have had to be like, okay, we're doing this at on this day they at this time. hours, yeah. if not days yeah, of yeah. notice to make sure this place. Because remember, the wife isn't anxious to be killed. So you can't just go there and be like, hey, honey, let's go to this tower that you've never heard of 100 miles from here for no reason or whatever. I don't know how I don't know where out in the country is relative to this other place. Yeah, but maybe it's close to maybe where it's she close, lives. But wherever it is, yeah. it's like, let's go to this tower for some reason. What's the, the wife's not going to go like, OK, he can't kill her first because nobody can take a body up freaking 60 flights of stairs. It's an old man. Like, how's he going to even get her up there? So she's got to be alive at the time and muzzled because we know the nuns are all around and hear everything because at the end they show up Mm -hmm. mm because they heard voices at the top of the tower. I have no idea how how that murder is supposed to have taken place. (laughs) No idea. I have no idea how the guy got noticed they were going to be there. I have no idea how he got his wife there without anyone seeing. I have no idea how he killed the wife in a way that made it so that it wasn't obvious to the person who inspected the body. I have no idea how the... I'm supposed to believe that he just magically knew that Jimmy Stewart wouldn't look at the body. Right. How would he know that? He has vertigo, not I pass out from terror and wake up three days later syndrome or whatever. The normal thing you would think is, well, Jimmy Stewart's going to go over and look at the body and know it's not the same girl. That's the obvious thing you would think. I don't know how he thought that the body would land on the roof instead of rolling off the roof and falling onto the floor below where Jimmy Stewart would immediately see it because he would like walk out the thing and it's kind of right there. I have no idea. Like, it's just ludicrous. The whole concept is so stupid. I want to know, why is this movie famous? I have no idea. Someone. The only thing I can think is people liked that 30-second surreal snippet. I have no idea. That's the only thing I can think. No idea. This movie is so weird. It's it's really strange. Uh, I I got nothing. (laughs) I got nothing. I mean, yeah, and that, and I think that what you were saying too about Hitchcock is he's he's so literal with everything. Is that where you could potentially try to give this movie benefit of the doubt is by trying to interpret things in a exactly a different way exactly. But Hitchcock doesn't let you. He refuses. He's he like, re- there is you, you will not you are not allowed to have any creative freedom with this film exactly because I am telling you literally everything that happened exactly exactly. As it happened. And so yeah. because of that. I can't try to save it. Like, I can't, no, can't mentally try to be like, well, I think it actually meant this yeah. or that. Because it's like, no, Hitchcock is telling you exactly what yes. everything means. Yes. And it's bad. <laughs> this movie needed like a dose of David Lynch. I yeah. feel like that would have yeah. saved this movie. If yeah. he had stepped in magically because, like, if- back in time and been like, let's mess this movie up yeah, a if lot. You, that's what then I was trying, it might work. That's what I was trying to say earlier about that surreal scene. If you just, yeah. if you just committed to the creepiness. Yeah. Rather than fight it yeah. by trying to make it romantic. Commit to the yeah. fact that this is really creepy. Yeah. 
and and commit and like do more with that surreal imagery. Take out the explanation. Don't ever tell us whether they're the same girl. Yeah. Yes. Maybe it is. Maybe it isn't. Yeah. Like right? what's going on there? Don't like, tell us about the murder. Yep. Just get ri- David Lynch this thing. Yes. Like we need ambiguity yes. in this film because with the specificity it doesn't work right and it's like i'm just thinking is if you if you just did everything yeah. we did it suddenly becomes like kind of interesting yes, you're you like don't know, what's and you're real like, what what's not that? real yeah. like this woman thinks she's another woman from the past yes and then is she maybe she was yes. like like i want that yes more of that level of like surrealness if, if ever there was a movie i'm not a huge david lynch fan yeah honestly or anything yeah. But if ever there was a movie that I watched and said, this desperately needed David Lynch, it's this movie. <laughs> yeah. No, I totally because agree. It also like it feels like it might go there early on because like there's this scene where they go to a hotel mm-hmm. and there's this weird thing where like the woman doesn't yeah. go in or out of the hotel. She just appears and then disappears. Yeah. Apparently, yeah. Right? yeah. There's no explanation for why this would happen in the film. There isn't like, oh, she snuck out the back door or something. Mm -hmm. But everything else in the film is explained. So early on, you feel like, oh, maybe they're going to start having this. But nope, that's the last you'll hear Initially, you actually are wondering... uh, Maybe there is something mystical going on. Like maybe or she is Jimmy Stewart kind of crazy. Either she's crazy or oh, she is somehow yeah. being possessed by the ghost of this woman from yeah. her pe- the past. And like, yeah. and and then the movie just totally becomes something very different than that. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. Cut it. Cut all that stuff out. Cut out the explanation of the murder. Cut out the like ending part where uh you know there's the necklace or whatever. Mm-hmm. Just just make this really ambiguous. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, this might have been a good movie. Yeah, I, don't I, know. I totally, I actually think it Maybe you can been. edit it into a good movie. Yeah, maybe you could. Oh, uh, cut out the part where he finds her behind the tree. She just goes behind the tree and she's gone. Yeah. Right? This, that's just a better movie because it's not a good literal movie. It doesn't mm-hmm. work to yeah. me. It no, just, it's I, not a good literal movie. I actually completely agree. I'm having a really hard time finding much of anything positive about this movie. Uh, the only thing I could say is, yeah, like the surreal scene, and I, I think it, it generally looks pretty good. Like, yeah. there's some nice looking shots in it. Um, but otherwise, it's it misses the mark in so many ways. It's heavy handed. It's borderline insulting, which is like a problem a problem with Hitchcock. From what, from the last, you know, from between this and Psycho, I do think Hitchcock definitely has this this sort of problem where he And as you pointed out early on, I don't think anyone really wants to watch Jimmy Stewart as a stalker. Like, it just, I just don't think they do. I don't know. Maybe they do, but I didn't. Yeah, I mean, Jimmy Stewart, I'm assuming at the time he was much more of a heartthrob or something. He's, he literally looks like my grandpa. Like, (laughs) my, well, my grandpa when he was, you know, younger. (laughs) Like, literally. Uh, So it's like kind of weird. It's kind of weird. Well, um, I don't think I've got much else. <laughs> I mean, uh, movie club. Like, I I want to know what you think. I, I'm really curious. Like, wh- do you think this is great? Like, why is this considered a classic? I I don't know. And then like the awkward kisses. Oh my god, so gross and and creepy. <sighs> I think I had more complaints, but my handwriting is so bad I can't read what they are. So I mean, we'll I, just leave it. I think it's fine. Like I think we, we've got it. I, I think we um, people people get the idea of what we think about this movie. I I think it's it's pretty clear. Even the Bernard Herrmann score, uh, I generally like Bernard Herrmann quite a bit, but it's so repetitive. It does that romance theme again and again. It's and also again. a little bit too like 
uh, jarring. Mm-hmm. There's a number of times when something not that surprising happens, mm-hmm. and it's like, yeah. and you're like, oh god, like okay, you know what's like funny it's, is- it, this was a mild reveal, guys. Like, like back it off a little bit. Uh, you know, one thing we should mention just at the very end here, because we didn't mention it for some reason, uh-huh. is like the very end of this movie yeah, is like, it's a nun! <laughs> she like jumps off the thing and you're like, wait, w- it was just a nun. Like what? Why did you like leap to your death because so, there's a nun? It's funny because or... I actually, I like the idea of the ending where it's like, I like the idea of her actually falling to her death like again. I think just remove the nun. Just have her have her somehow like trip and fall and freak out. You know what I mean? The nun is like comedic, but like I think the ending was interesting. The idea of the ending is interesting. Like, and I like the shot of Jimmy Stewart at the end, like looking over down. He doesn't have the vertigo anymore. Like, that's kind of interesting, but it's just bungled. I feel like if she had actually killed herself, like intentionally jumped to mm-hmm. her death from there, that might have been interesting as well. Yeah, I mean, like spent, this was too psychologically traumatic she spent for her. A bunch of, he spent a bunch of time like dressing her up as this yeah. other woman. It's like a very creepy And thing. she's very disturbed about this whole thing too. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So yeah, I could believe there was an ending where she jumped to her death that actually makes sense. But the nun, the nun. I know, I know. Terrifying I know. nun. A nun and has the arrived. Nun is, like it's literally the nun's fault that this woman just died. Like, it's literally a nun just murdered a lady. It's pretty good. <sighs> nun murders. Anyway. Hitchcock, ladies and gentlemen, I not mean, very good. I think I would I would still, like, I would love to do more Hitchcock on the movie club just Strangers because... on a Train, man. That's the only one I've ever liked. Yeah. And it, I, you know, I use that term loosely, but it's, it's the, it's the same as the Dark Knight for me. Like, mm-hmm. I'm willing to watch the Dark Knight because I thought Heath Ledger was so damn mm-hmm, good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't care for the movie much, but I, I think watch th- it. I mean, I think Strange s- on a Train, same way. Villain, so good. I mean, I think I Psycho, watch it. Psycho kind of has that too with Norman bit. Bates. It's like a little bit. It, if there's a good character and a good performance, uh, it can go a long way. It can. Um, this movie doesn't have that. Try get Strangers on the tr- on a Train in the we'll, rotation. We'll get it in there. We'll get it in there. Because um, I've seen a, a lot of I've seen a lot of cock, and honestly, it just it's not much there. I don't think. I don't feel like. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. But, well, in any case, that is uh, that is Vertigo, folks. That's Vertigo. And what is next week? You know, I think you had mentioned David Lynch. Is it Mulholland Drive? Uh, it is, in fact, Mulholland Drive. I'm so, looking forward to watching that me again. Me too. I've never seen it. I've seen a couple Dave. I've seen like Blue Velvet, but I have not seen a lot of David Lynch. I think... Especially since we were just mentioning him this week, it'll be really interesting to see. Uh, I feel David like Lynch Mulholland movie. Drive is a perfect movie to to come after this because it is an extremely well respected David Lynch film. Yep, I think it's the film that Roger Ebert was like ecstatic about, where he was like, because he had previously criticized David Lynch for being like too timid. He okay. He, he said something like. Uh, d- I, I, it's kind of interesting. You should, you, it's it's fun to go look movie club mm-hmm. folks. You ever looked at what Roger Ebert has written about David Lynch? Because whether you know, I, I don't necessarily agree or disagree with Roger Ebert film reviews, but he's just a great writer, yeah. and so he's a fun person to read. I think that's why he was so famous. He's just fun. He's he's a good writer about yes. movies. Yes. And uh, he had said like about um, David Lynch. He's like, when David Lynch stops trying to like make regular movies and tells us what's really on his mind like you know it's going to be something special he said something like that Mm -hmm. 
And then Mulholland Drive, I think, was that was that for Roger. He was like, this is fantastic. Like, this okay. is great. And, uh, you know, it's kind of regarded as as one of those high points of the David Lynch thing. So well, coming off yeah, of this, yeah. where we've seen the disaster of taking something that could have been ambiguous and amorphous and weird and having this over literal just grind out any interest of it. Yeah. Going from that to Mulholland Drive is probably a very good contrast. I agree. So I'm I'm really looking forward to it. And uh, yeah, we will see you next week, folks. Take it easy, everybody. Bye.